This is the only podcast that gives you a 20-minute guarantee. Give us 20 minutes of your life, and if you're not completely satisfied, you'll you'll get get your your minutes minutes back. back. No No questions questions asked. asked. It's a Minor Detail Podcast. Bye-bye, Miss American Pie. Drove my Chevy to the levee, but the levee was dry. Them good old boys were drinking whiskey and rye Singing this'll be the day that I die This'll be the day that I die They were singing Bye-bye, Miss American Pie Drove my Chevy to the levee, but the levee was dry The amazing Don McLean, one of the all-time great songs, American Pie, hard to believe now, more than 50 years since that song was released. And as we uh, head into the weekend here on Friday the 10th and head into the 20th anniversary of quite possibly the worst day in our country's history. In fact, I think it is the worst day in our country's history. The unbelievable tragedy of what happened on 9-11-2001. We thought today on the podcast it would be a great chance to relive uh, an interview that I did with the incredible Don McLean. Now, maybe you haven't heard of this. I know some of you don't listen to every podcast, so you may not even heard this interview. But uh, this was an interview that we did with Don McLean about the 50th anniversary of him releasing that incredible song, American Pie. And I couldn't think of anything more American to do here on Friday, the day before the 20th anniversary of 9-11, than to let you hear this interview again. So if you've heard it before, well, listen to it again. If you've never heard this interview, I think you'll find it to be a real treat. It was certainly a highlight of my life was getting to spend some time on the phone with one of the great songwriters of all time, guy who wrote and sang, in my estimation, one of the five greatest songs of all time, American Pie. So, today on the podcast, we welcome in the incredible Don McLean. First of all, Don, i got to tell you, it is an unbelievable honor. Uh, I have been so intimidated about doing this because... I try not to be a fanboy. I try not to be one of those guys that just fawns over people that he gets to interview. But I got to tell you, there may not be a bigger fan of yours in the world than me. Okay. Thank you. I hope I don't disappoint. So we want to talk about American Pie, obviously, because it's the 50th anniversary of that amazing song. But I also want to talk about some things you're doing now. Um, I want to talk about some of your influences, uh, some of your history. And we'll do that all uh, today as we get through uh, the interview. First of all, I got to tell you, you've been a big influence on me in a very small way. Back when I was in junior high, I watched a PBS interview that you did. Now, this is back in the day when you had four channels on TV. You had the three networks and you had PBS. So I watched PBS a lot because it was 25% of the, the viewing at the time. And I watched this interview you did, and it was you talking about your influence and your admiration for the incredible 
folk group, The Weavers. Now, I had never heard of The Weavers, but I was a big fan of music. I was just starting to get into the radio business, and I ended up going to a record store and finding a an album by The Weavers because I wanted to know what they were all about because I'd seen you talking about it. Talk about their influence in your life. Well, not only a big influence, but they came very almost like family to me. In fact, I would say better than family because I really had somewhat fractured uh, ties to my actual family. But I, I was always, you know, their boy. I was always very close to them all. Less so to Ronnie than to the men in the group. But um, you know, I learned so much from them, and and they were the greatest. They invented the, the idea of a commercial folk group and all the stuff that happened later, the, the folk thing in the 50s, is all, you know, comes down to them. They invented the group and they did, and like Elvis Presley, they did everything first and they did everything better than anybody else. Their entire repertoire was really the repertoire of the folk era. Whim Away, Guantanamera, If I Had a Hammer, This Land is Your Land, all these songs were written for the Weavers. Uh, or collected by the Weavers, and they had hit records of these in the late 1940s and early 50s until they were blacklisted, and they couldn't work anymore. So they became, uh, I, I was interested in many different kinds of music, popular music, folk music, and rock and roll. And so I was just as interested in Buddy Holly and Elvis Presley uh, as I was in the Weavers, but for some reason, the fact that they were... Um, blacklisted intrigued me. I didn't know anything about politics. I was just a, a kid, 13, 14 years old, and I wasn't brought up in that kind of an environment. We did not have a political household where we discussed issues. In fact, when my father was alive, we discussed nothing. Um, you know, I was told what to do, and that was pretty much what we discussed. <laughs> you know? So uh, it opened up a whole world to me of uh, government and politics and music from foreign countries, which is what they sang. And I added to that all my, you know, my stuff from Fast Domino and the Everly Brothers. And the Everly Brothers were enormous and, and a big influence on me in a certain way, the acoustic guitar and all. Uh, and the Everly's were easily as popular or more so than Buddy Holly was. We're talking today to the amazing Don McLean, not only one of the great songwriters of all time, but a great singer. Of course, uh, 51 years ago now, uh, American Pie was uh, released. thing about this, Don, that's amazing is, is it came out 12 years after the death of Buddy Holly. And although the song is loosely based on the death of Buddy Holly, obviously the day the music died, you have finally come out and said there's more to it than that. It's not only about the death of Buddy Holly, but it's also about the loss of innocence that we have in our country, in an ever-changing world. And, and what people don't realize, that's part of the genius of this song, is you were able to weave all of those things into this song. That's right. I wanted to write a big song about America, and I, I wanted to do it in an entirely different way, with an entirely different type of lyric. And a lot of people have spent time saying, you know, who's the jester and who's the king and all that. If I'd wanted to say Elvis Presley or Elvis instead of the king, I would have. But the king has a thorny crown. The only king that ever had a thorny crown was Jesus Christ. So there are many, many meanings to these these images. But I did say, 
in there that he a code he borrowed from James Dean. I mentioned James Dean in the song. So uh, it's not a song where you go around trying to figure what everything is. It's it's impressionistic and it's a dream. Also, it was a very uh, adventuresome and outrageous concept that I had no idea anybody would ever even hear. But that's my nature. I like to think things up like that and figure out how to do them. And just one thing led to another. The song got written. Then the song, I had to find a producer. The song got made into a very good record, which took a heck of a lot of work, months of effort. Um, then the song became a hit. So, And it was eight and a half minutes, so they had to put out a tiny little single, and it went right to number one, and then the album went to number one. And um, then people called up the station and said, well, play the whole song. So they would take the album cut and, Play it when they were doing the top 40. So it's a long process uh, that happened, and there was a lot of luck involved. I am, I've been very lucky. I've been very lucky with, that I had certain gifts uh, that were right for the time. Talking to the amazing Don McLean about American Pie, now 51 years uh, since that masterpiece was released. Speaking of masterpieces, Don, I got to tell you, I got a real lucky break recently i went to an estate sale and i walked in and there was a stack of vinyl there for sale and right on top was a copy of tapestry now this is not carol king's version of tapestry this is your version of tapestry that i was able to get on vinyl so tell me about the tapestry album uh the songwriting on that uh, is just unbelievable well carol king is a great professional songwriter I am not a professional songwriter. I am a an inventor of some kind. I invent words that I use in some of these songs, like winter wood. And that's an invention of mine. Uh, there's songs that, that have coinages of words in them that I would make up. And uh, I have these concepts that I invent and try to execute. And a few times, and I also interpret other people's songs. I sing, and I've had some hits with those. Crying Since I Don't Have You, The Mountains of Mourn, um, have been hits in, around the world, especially Crying, which is number one everywhere. So I, I not only write my own songs, but I, I, I consider myself a singer really first. And I figured out later on uh, you know, that maybe I could write a song or two and started to do that sort of in the mid-1960s. And really, it took forever to get that that Tapestry album out. It was absolutely murder. I mean, it was turned down by everybody. And then it was finally Alan Livingston, who ran Capitol Records, started his own record label and, and bought the album. I was in debt $20,000 right off the bat. And that was the beginning of my recording career. And uh, right off the bat, the Tapestry album became an underground FM radio staple. They played it all the time. And I began headlining concerts and nightclubs and so on. Don McLean with us today here on the podcast. As much as I love American Pie and everyone loves American Pie, and I know you probably get sick of talking about American Pie sometimes. I'm probably just as big a fan of the great song Vincent. And I want to talk about Vincent for a second. And Tell me how that song came along. And and uh, So let's talk about Vincent and how that 
song came about? Well, I don't think that would have been a hit if it hadn't been on the heels of the American Pie album and and the American Pie song, which is an instant phenomenon. So there was a lot of phenomenon swirling around me in those uh, months in that year of 1971 and 72. And so Vincent, you know, took advantage of that and became number one all over the world. And um, it's a song written about the painter Van Gogh. And I used the imagery from the Starry Night painting and just let it tell me what to say and how to say it. I, I, again, it was a whole different kind of lyric writing and a whole different um, form of music that just had to feel like the painting. So that's what I do. You know, I'm not really a professional songwriter. I have to be inspired by the idea, and uh, it has to speak to me. If you told me to write a song for a theme song for, uh, you know, Two and a Half Men or something, you know, I couldn't do that. All right, Don, I want to ask you how you feel about covers uh, and people covering your songs. I know a few years ago, Madonna did a version of American Pie what did you think about that version? Well, I, I feel sorry for Madonna because the critics kill her all the time and she just keeps coming and coming and making one hit record after another. The video was a huge hit. The song was a pretty good hit all over the world, bigger out some places than others. But she you know, gets really, I think, more than a fair share of criticism all the time. And I was able to... I was in the middle of that, and I was sort of surprised at how much she has to take. And she's very strong and keeps coming back because, you know, I've, I've had covers by Fred Astaire or Wonderful Baby. I've had yeah. Como did End I Love You So. I had yeah. a number one with it, sold a million. And then Elvis did End I Love You So. And uh, I just got a triple platinum Elvis award from uh, the record company for Elvis in Concert. And, and I Love You So is the last song he ever, really ever sang in his life. Talking with the great Don McLean from American Pie fame, of course, the song now, uh, more than 50 years ago, was released. I got to ask you this, Don. I'm a voter in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Should you be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Well, you know, I don't really worry about things like that. I figure if I've, I've been very lucky because I have got my flowers while I've been living. You know, I have received so many wonderful gifts in my career and so many really great things have happened to me that it really owes me nothing and I could go on and on and just have to look at the Wikipedia site and see all these things that have happened in my hometown of Nuracell there is a 60 foot mural of me on the side of a building and you know if my father and mother were alive right now they would just not know what to say I mean yeah you know, and there's so many things like that, you know, that have happened. So if someday I'm lucky enough to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, I'll be very thankful. And if it doesn't happen, then I I will say, well, it's, you know, it didn't happen. That's all. So many other things did. One of the things I think, Don, that's needed to happen for a long time is there needs to be a documentary about the song American Pie. And I understand that uh, that's going to happen before too much longer. Yeah, well, we're going to get it, most of it done this year. I think next year it's going to probably come out in the first quarter of the year. I'm um, working. I've done a tremendous amount in this year plus that I have been off the road. And one of the things is I put up this Don McLean YouTube channel, 
uh, which you can go to just by typing Don McLean YouTube, you know, in on your YouTube thing, and uh, you'll come to it and see all the different things that are going on. All right, I know you got to jump off of here, uh, Don, but I wanted you real quickly to talk about the stuff you're doing with these guys from Home Free. That's very cool. Yes, um, Home Free is this very fine group from Minneapolis, and they do cover versions of songs that they like. And my manager, Kurt Webster, suggested to them that they do American Pie. And they loved the idea. And they did this really fantastic job. And then they asked if I would participate. So I did some singing on it. And I also appeared on the video. And I don't know if it's still number one, but it was number one on all the country video charts for about five weeks. So this is a beautiful thing to happen right here at the 50th anniversary of this album release. It really is a very cool video. Again, look for Home Free. You'll love this uh, with the great Don McLean, our guest here today. Hey, Don, it's been a real pleasure. I can't tell you um, how big of a fan I am. And and again, I've been very intimidated about talking to you, but it's great to have you on. And uh, have yourself a, a great rest of your year, and maybe we'll get together again soon. All right? Okay, well, thank you for all of your kind remarks. I really appreciate it. Again, that's the great Don McLean. That is an interview we did a few months ago, and I thought today here on the day before 9-11, it would be great to rerun that. Uh, There's actually a little stuff in there that we didn't run in the original interview, so you got a little bonus content there as well. All right, programming note. Uh, Tomorrow, being Saturday, we normally would do the spinning class, but because tomorrow is 9-11... I kind of feel like we're going to give it a break tomorrow. Um, I know our minds are going to be in so many places tomorrow on the 20th anniversary of the terrible day. And I just think it'd be better off just to, just to move on. So no spinning class tomorrow. We'll take the weekend off and we'll be back here Monday. Hopefully we're here Monday, not talking about something that uh, happens over this weekend. I, I've been very, very worried, panicked scared about this 20th anniversary and hopefully on monday we'll be back being able to say everything uh is okay have a great rest of your weekend and i'll see you back here monday for a minor detail podcast just tell everybody where they can find us well that's a wrap reach out to us on facebook and instagram questions and comments email us minor detail podcast at gmail.com Want to get a hold of us? Need to let us know something? We want to know about it. Hit up our 24-hour hotline, 479-388-1638. That's 479-388-1638. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, and more. A Minor Detail Podcast, copyright 2020, the Radio Voice Productions, LLC. I'm Jess, and I'm out.